passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jenna Becerra. And this week, I want to start by checking in. I feel like I've been talking with a lot of friends, a lot of family recently, and people are a bit overwhelmed, me included. So I just want to say, no matter what you're going through right now, you're awesome, you're valuable, and thank you for being here. Seriously, I really appreciate it. So some quick reminders for the show. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Softball. That's B-L-E-A-V. Believe in Softball is also on YouTube. Subscribe there too. The video is cool, you guys. Like some cool features you get there. You get to see the guests and the way that I do when we talk. And it's just a fun connection in that way. All right, let's go through today's batting order. First, we'll cover our bases, give you some news and call outs from around the softball world. Then we'll head into today's interview, part two of the conversation with Aubrey Monroe. So in part one, you heard, you saw, we covered a lot. You know, why defense and catching are her passions and how that happened, how pushing through the hard her freshman year at Florida was the best decision she made, advice for travel softballers, mental health, her organization, Born Ready Sports, the fact that we might just be soul sisters, and working with Monica Abbott on Team USA. Like, the list just goes on. We covered it all. It felt like, but actually, there's more. In part two, we'll talk about the Olympics and her recently announced decision to retire and a lot, lot more. Then we'll end things with the foul tip of the week where I share tips to help us keep going and help us get better. All right, let's get going. Covering our bases. We're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined and the final four is set. Looking to wager on these games or the national championship? Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. With softball, the game started actually a long time ago. And those women who started in those early days who really paved the path for us are what allow us to do what we do now. Whether you play, whether you coach, whether you cover the game like me, it doesn't matter. The game would not be what it is today without those women. And we recently lost one of those women. Joan Joyce passed away 
at 81 years old. And if you don't know much about her, look her up because she is sort of the definition of a legend. You know, as a player, she was a pitcher. She threw 150 no hitters, 50 perfect games. She had 10,000 strikeouts and a 0.090 lifetime ERA. What? Like, let that sink in. But she could hit two. Everyone knows I love this. The pitchers who rake. 327 career batting average. She led the USA to the 1974 world title, which was the first time an American team had won at that point. And she was inducted into 20-ish or so different Hall of Fames, including the ISF back in 1999. But just not just her accomplishments, I think the stories behind what she did were amazing too. You know, she famously struck out Ted Williams after his like Hall of Fame like huge final season. And later on in life, you know, when he was asked like, hey, who's the toughest pitcher you ever faced? He said it was her. And then later she struck out Hank Aaron too. And he was just mind blown by her rise ball. And these are like big time baseball players, right? Like these are the cream of the crop who are showing her the respect. Game recognized game. But on the coaching front, she coached at Florida Atlantic University from 1995 until her death. She had over 1,000 wins, just recently reached that number, actually. 11 conference championships, 11 NCAA tournaments, eight times she was conference coach of the year. And it's crazier still that her expertise and her skills went beyond softball. She played basketball. She played volleyball. She played golf. She literally was on the LPGA tour, and she set a record for fewest putts in a single round at 17. Only matched, by the way, by one person on the men's side. And she continued to play for 19 years. And she actually became the women's golf head coach at FAU as well. But then back to softball, she actually founded the International Women's Professional Softball League, the WPSL, with Billie Jean King, another legend. She was a player coach in that league and actually a team owner as well. Like, I feel like I could just keep going on and on and on. There are a lot of articles written about her now, too, so you can read more and go into more depth. But I think what what's key to me is not just her performance and all of her accomplishments that we could continue listing off for, you know, an hour straight, but the lessons that we can learn from her for today. And I'm thinking about softball, but this this really applies beyond that too, but the first thing that comes to mind is just her courage to pursue. You know, just look at all the sports that she played at all the levels that she played them at. This is a true athlete, and we really marvel at those true athletes who are multidimensional people. They can play multiple sports. They're really experts in more than one area. Like It is really impressive for a reason, but I think you have to have the courage to actually pursue all of those things in the first place to be able to do that, and she did. The other thing that stood out to me is that she had the grit to keep going. Just look at how long she played, how long she coached. I mean, that takes determination and inspiration. You have to be inspired by what you're doing to be able to do it for that long. And you know what? She was actually like a lot of players today, trying to make a living doing what she loved. She had to supplement her income too and take on different jobs. And we're seeing the same thing now in the pro world, at least. And despite all the progress we've made, which has been a lot, thanks to people like her, it also shows that we still have a lot of work to do. And she had said during her lifetime, you know, I don't care about the money. I enjoy the game. And that's the most important thing. I played this game, even if it meant being broke the rest of my life. 
I think that's that inspiration and the sentiment that made her great and makes softball great. But if we can somehow find a way to keep that inspiration and that sentiment while getting paid, that's what's going to keep us going forward. And I think she is proof that progress does come if you keep going. And one of the other things too, confidence to compete, you know, like she clearly was competitive to even in the first place face Ted Williams or Hank Aaron, right? Like just to even go there, you have to have a certain level of confidence and just a competitive edge and drive. And one of my favorite quotes that she said that I was reading recently is, I would have hated to bat against me. (laughs) And I just love that for so many reasons because it's like, okay, get it, girl. I love it. Own it. You know, and I think we want to be humble, but we also want to be to know our worth. And, And that's what that is. So I think with all this, sometimes we just need a reminder of these things, especially when so many crazy things are happening. The upsets, the game today is, is feels bigger than ever. But these reminders are, are key. And honestly, when you think back to The Sandlot, classic baseball movie, everyone knows it. If you don't, why have you been living under a rock? But the line that Babe Ruth says, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. To me, that's Joan. Her impact will live on and we should actually make sure that it does. But someone else who makes an impact is today's guest. So let's head into part two of the interview. The Olympics mm-hmm. felt like an amazing thing. Like just as somebody who, who obviously was invested in like Team USA from, from growing up like anyone else uh, on the outside, mm-hmm. you know, looking in, it seemed like it was an amazing thing and a hard thing at the same time. Um, so, and I would just ask you through the entire experience, how did you kind of manage that mentally? And as a team, how did you guys deal with that together? Yeah, it's, you know, I, I hate, I don't want to really bring up like the whole COVID thing. Cause I feel like probably everybody's talked about it, but it really did shape the whole experience. And so, you know, they named our team in October of 2019. So October of 29, which seems like eons ago. Oh my gosh. Um, but so the name of the team, and that's like my biggest dream come true. I mean, so we, we got the email in the morning. We were still in Oklahoma for tryouts. We get the email and um, I see the list. I see my names on it. I see everybody else's name, whose name is on it. And then Coach Erickson sent us a text to come down to this like meeting them. And I was the last one down there because I had been on the phone with my mom like crying <laughs> And all that. And so I, I go down to the, the room and I'm the last one in there. And Delaney Spalding, who we both came into the USA program in 2016 as like kind of rivals in a way, you know, UCLA in Florida, like, oh, and, and before that, even she was a bat buster. I was so athletics, like yeah. never really were friends. And um, so from 2016 to then 2019 and, and into 2020 and all that. Um, we had, our relationship had just grown so much and I get down there and Delaney gets up out of her seat and she just gives me this huge hug and I start bawling. Like I lost it. And it was just something like go around, give hugs and stuff like that. And so then it was like, wow, this dream's realized like, this is so amazing. And then we start our tour in January of 2020. And I've kind of mentioned like just the pro opportunities and international opportunities are different than you would expect. So most years we make the team in a January, December time, and we don't meet up until May or June. And then right. we, we play our tournaments, we travel in and out for the summer, and then we're done. So you're on your own most of the year, you're doing your thing. 
And so we meet up for tour and we're working out together where it feels like college again, in a way, like we're all together all the time. And it was really cool. It really started to feel like there was a very professional feel about it Yeah, that we don't always get. And so it felt really, really good. We're on our tour. We're figuring things out. Um, and then obviously COVID hits in March. We had flown up to Seattle. We were supposed to play Washington. And the day we flew up, the NBA shut down and we ended up flying out that night. We all took red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, kind of a scramble, like very like, oh my gosh, what's happening kind of thing. And again, just like everybody else in the world, give it two weeks, give it a month. We'll be back on schedule. Within a couple months, they canceled the rest of our tour. The Olympics is at that time postponed. We don't, or kind of canceled. We knew it wasn't happening that year. We had no idea if it was really going to get postponed, what that would look like, when, nothing. And all that's going on, the world shut down. Like, how do I work out? How Am I staying in shape? Should I be taking a break? Like, just weird stuff. Finally get the word that we're postponed a year. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And I'm really wrestling with these feelings of, like, I'm so mad. But I'm also, like, realistically, what's going on in the world? The Olympics should not be happening this summer. So there's this logical aspect, but there's very much this, like, are you kidding me? Like, one, <laughs> our sport has waited for forever. Yeah. Two, yeah. I have dreamed of playing for Team USA in the Olympics since I was 10 years old when I saw them play at Cal State Fullerton near my hometown. Like, yeah. so many I, – I was it was, like, just – one second I'm okay. One second I'm mad. One second I'm upset. One second I'm crying. Like it was just so just a whirlwind of emotions. And then finally kind of just settled and like, all right, well, this is the story. This is what we got, you know? And, and then it, so we didn't end up meeting up together until January of 2021. Yeah. And you know, then it's all different. We're COVID testing, you know, we're our schedule of practice is different to minimize how many people are together at the beginning and just a lot of moving parts. And, you know, the whole, I'm wearing masks everywhere we go. And it's very like where we're playing is important and all that stuff. So it, it was just a lot like it yeah. was for everybody. You know, everybody missed out on something because of COVID, whether it's the Olympics happening at the right time, a concert, a wedding. I mean, everybody in the world missed out on something. So yeah. it's, it's all relative. Um, but what, and, and with that, our coaches weren't with us really. So we had the, we had like facilitators almost people that were with us, but they, they're not actually on our USA staff. That's going to be with us in the Olympics. Right. So we spent the majority of January to June on our own. Yeah. Preparing for the Olympics for the first time in 13 years for America. Right. <laughs> Casual. Like, yeah. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but it ended up being something that we really grew from. Like, I think it made our team relationships way stronger. Um, so many great memories, so many, um, really awesome things. It was hard though. Like yeah. feeling like you're kind of on an Island yeah. as a group can be hard. Um, but we just really came together again. It was kind of like, we're all we've got and we're all we need, you know, this is, this is our story. So let's own it. And, um, then in July, June or July, our, our coaches come back because college softball season's over. We have all our coaches and, and we're getting, we're getting ready to go. And, um, yeah, it was June. And so, and then we go to the Olympics and it was like, all right, like we were in, we were in Japan for a whole month, um, training in a, in another city for two weeks. And then we moved to the village. Um, and it was, there's so many parts of it that were totally surreal, but I will say the hardest part was that our families couldn't be there. Yeah. And 
because like many of us in the softball world, like it's not just my experience. It's very much a family experience. Like my mom played, my older sister played, my younger siblings all play softball and baseball. Like they've grown up at a softball field basically. Yeah. And so um, that part was hard because for a while, like the negative in me was like, this is getting whittled down to nothing. Like what I expected when I was 10 to, okay, this is the reality. So now a COVID version to now no fans to, you know, and it right, just felt like it was right. whittled down. Um, and so I had to wrestle with that for a little while, even in Japan when we got there. Cause originally you're we supposed to have like, I don't know, maybe 10,000 local fans. And then Japan had like a spike or something. And so then there were no fans. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, like it, when I think back to those games, though, I, I can't even think. I don't even think about the lack of crowd. Yeah. Because we we were so locked in on we're going to make our own energy. We have each other's backs. Like, it's all about us. You know, yeah. it's not about anything else. not about the other team. It's it's us. We're all we've got and we're all we need. Yeah. And and just, like, really one game at a time. That, that group had more belief than – probably any team I think I've ever been on. Cause I mean, you look at the scores, like we really, we were like, we're going to, we want to blow everybody out of the water. And all these scores are like one run, two run. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, why are we hitting well? Like, you know, what's happening. But like there, there, the conversations amongst our team in the dugout were like, it's next inning. Like we got it. We're right there. Like the yeah. tone was so such one of belief in like, it's just a matter of time. Like we're on it. We're ready. Like, yeah, just competing. So, yeah. um, there's a lot. I mean, there's just so much about the Olympics that in some ways was like such a dream come true. And in other ways, like this other version, um, but all yeah. of it was really, really good. And um, even, even though we lost, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's, I've said this, I think I said this on Instagram, but like being a silver medalist in a team sport is kind of brutal in the yeah. moment. Yeah. You know, now I'm, however many months removed. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm proud of that silver medal. You know, that's, it's a lifetime of hard work right there. Yeah. But when you just lost as a competitor, you're like, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> like, yeah. like, just let me go home. <laughs> this is dumb. You know, like that, that competitor in you, that's cause you play the game, like we lost. And then you go into your locker room for a little bit. You have to change and put the whole medal ceremony, all the pageantry of it, which is cool. And, okay, get back out there within like 30 minutes. And I'm like, right. I'm still grappling with the fact that we just lost. Right. Like I'm still and processing. And you go back out and try to put on a nice face. Right. So, um, yeah. and they put us in number order. So I'm number one, I'm at the front of the line. And the way they had the podium set up, we walked around the bronze side and we they walked us right past those gold medals. Oh. And I look at it and I'm like, that's the one I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and I just say that to be honest, because I think yeah. like the conversation, like now again, it's the tension again of being a competitor where all we talked about was gold. Yep. Like I, we want to win gold. That's it. We want to bring gold back um, yep. and all that stuff. And it's, and that's great. That's like how you talk as a competitor. Nobody says, you know, I yeah. want to go and win silver, you know, right. it's not, it's not, it's not how it works. <laughs> Yeah, And so the tension between being a competitor who just lost in any, I mean, in anything, but then you, you add in that it's the Olympics 
with, holy cow, I'm an, I'm an Olympic medalist. This was the yeah. Olympics, you know? Uh, and I'm yeah. so proud of my team and who we were through the whole process. Like we never faltered on who we were. Yeah. And so there's so much to be proud of, but I have to, I feel like I have to be honest about like the hard stuff about it. Of course. You know? Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. That's why I was even like, it was amazing, but also a hard thing for so many reasons. All the reasons you just said, right? Because you're right too. It's not like you can just switch off that competitor mindset in 30 minutes. Like that, it, not mm-hmm. with something that big, like the Olympics. Right. So, exactly. and it's like, you want to win your last game. That's always the thing, whether it's college, yeah. whether it's the Olympics, exactly. it doesn't matter. You want to win the last game. And for bronze medalists, it's like, okay, well you get, you did that, right? So right. there's that. But for silver, yes. it's just, it's harder. It's that tension, Lost. like you said. Yeah. Lost game. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but but it makes sense to me, hearing you explain it, why it would just take time for you to get out of that competitor mindset and think mm-hmm. about, like, the bigger picture again. Like, that makes right. complete sense. You're processing, you know? Yeah. 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 It was, it was good. And, yeah. I mean, we... One of my favorite moments of my entire Olympic experience happened after we lost, mm. which is mind blowing. <laughs> but it was right after the medal ceremony. We we're out there taking pictures, and like you know, I, half of us are like still sad and crying, and and I was like, my mom's gonna want pictures, <laughs> you know, like I don't really want to take the pictures, but I know I will because you can't recreate this moment. Um, of course. And I realized how tired I was, mm. and. I just laid down on the turf. Yeah. And Delaney Spalding laid down next to me, put her head right next to mine, and we're just laying there on our backs. And then, like, Kelsey and Val and Chitty and Janie and Bubba and, and a couple other people start laying down. And it was just, like, a really pure moment, in my opinion, of, like, it was just raw. Like, oh, my gosh, we lost. But, but we had so much fun. Like, we had so yeah. much joy. And, like, and, and just kind of, like, people saying stuff. Like, someone saying, oh, well, we had so much joy. Or, Gosh, this is hard. And just, like, it was, like, a melody almost of, like, this is what the whole thing was. That it was hard and it was really joyful. You know, yeah. like, that you can't separate them. And so that's what, I'm one of my all-time favorite moments. Like, I have pictures. Like, I take a selfie and somebody else take a picture. And I'm, like, so my favorite moments of my whole experience is just, like, it was so raw. And you know what? Um, my mom said this to me a couple weeks ago because I recently retired. I'm, I'm sure you probably want to talk about that. But yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but, and I've been worried about my mom for years. I'm like, mom, I'm going to retiring eventually. <laughs> I don't know when, <laughs> but like, eventually it's coming to an end. Like we we're on the downhill of this experience. And, um, so I had finally told my mom like, okay, I'm going to retire. And, um, she was like, I know. And I was like, what? <laughs> she goes, you know, what really stuck out to me is when you told me after the Olympics that you realized how tired you were. And I was like, Ooh, I didn't even think about that, but you're <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It's been a long road. And, and really great and I've had so many amazing experiences but like it's been a long road and I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> I mean you emptied the tank you all did like that's what I just kept thinking when you were talking about it when you're laying on the turf it's like you literally gave it all you had blood sweat tears like mentally emotionally physically all of it like yeah. you emptied the tank and that's what you want to do that's what you hope to be able to say at the end yeah. of the day you know that about your career truly that's what I prayed for for the Olympics I was like I don't, I want to be completely poured out. Yeah. I don't want to think back to the Olympics and say, I wish I would have done more or I, oh, I, I should have, I had that. I had some left. I didn't want to feel that way. And so, yeah. um, it was a total answer prayer. Even, yeah. Like we lost, but it was total answer prayer that I felt completely poured out. And like, I mean, like you said, I'm with you. Like I never in my career have ever wanted to feel like I wish I could have done more. I should have done more or Eh, like I still had some left every yeah. so my sophomore year we won the the national championship my freshman year we didn't we went to the world series and we kind of tanked it was we didn't play very well <laughs> and then um in that year I when the, that last game happened I went home and I was like I'm exhausted I couldn't play another game and then my sophomore year we won it in two we won the championship series in two games and after that game I felt like I had nothing left yeah and then the next year we won it again but we won it in three yeah. And I felt after that game, I, I couldn't play another softball game because there's something in our minds. And this is kind of what I'm talking about with that mental health stuff yep. is there's something in our minds that if we don't necessarily allow ourselves to think like to plan it out, to like ration our resources, so to say, <laughs> right. like if we just stay present, like when it's done, you won't be able to do anymore. But mm -hmm. if I had another game the next day, I, I would have had enough. Yeah. But when you finally allow yourself to be like, okay, it's done. Then there's, I don't know, I, it's very peaceful to me when I yeah. think about it. You're almost like tricking yourself that whole time. And then afterwards, oh, yeah. you realize that you did that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I can't Many believe I convinced like, myself. That was hard. I, I've been <laughs> running on fumes. So like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't realize. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I think mm -hmm. it's, it is, you said peaceful. It's, it is like a beautiful thing, you know, to experience. And it's not everyone gets to either, mm -hmm. you know, because not everyone gets to that point. So right. it is really special. But, you know, you mentioned your retirement. And I have yeah. to tell you, the announcement that you put out on social media was one of the most thoughtful, insightful, just well put together. And, you know, it was like emotional, too. Like, it was just one of the best I've seen. And like, yeah. I thought it was awesome and appreciated that you even shared that much of yourself, right? Like with something like that. That means a lot to me to hear that because um, I didn't take a lot of time with it. Um, I, I've i always been, even when I finished my career at Florida, um, I had to do the press conference after we got upset by Georgia in walk-off fashion at home when we were the one seed. Like, you know, you just keep telling that story and people are like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, and I 
I did the press conference after that and I wanted to because I, I don't trust anybody else to articulate my experience. And, and so I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that like, I've always been one that I really care about words. I really care about, I think that words matter and how you say things can change how things sound. Um, so I did take a lot of time with it and I was, there was something in me that was adamant about handling it gracefully. Mm. And that's kind of what I kept coming back to is like, I need this to be right. Cause I'm only doing it. It's one time and I need it to be right. So thank yeah. you. That means a lot to me to hear that. Yeah, no, it, it definitely, I mean, you have to do what's right for you, but it felt right as somebody reading it. Like it felt like you, I can't speak for you, but it felt like I was like, you know what, this is her doing it on her terms, right? Like exactly what it sounds like you were trying to do. It felt that way as like as someone else looking in to it. Um, and I know you, you mentioned like you're tired, right? Like you put it all out there for so many years throughout your whole career. Um, but is there anything else that kind of, led to that decision that, um, you know, where I guess it's like some people say they have like the moment where they know, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And like, did you have a moment or was it like a slow buildup? I definitely had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I had tried out for USA in the yep. first week of January. Um, and so I knew that this was going to be my last summer. Yes. I, um, just after the Olympics, I, I didn't think I could finish right after the Olympics. Because my, just who I am, I'm, I like to kind of transition my way out slowly. Um, and I had, in my head, I was like, I'd love to play one more year for USA. We're getting a new coach. Like, it's going to be very much a transition process. Um, like, I would love to just be, like, that veteran on the team, you know? Yeah. Like, you hear about, like, those clubhouse guys in, in MLB that, like, kind of just bring people along. And, you know, like, so if that meant I wasn't catching as much, like, uh, you know, I'm good. Like I said, I'm tired, but, <laughs> but, um, at the same time, you know, being a competitor, but also like kind of understanding that like I'm on my way out and it's, yeah. it's time to like get these, these younger kids ready. So that was kind of what I had envisioned. And like I said, it's been really important with my family. I wanted a moment with my family, um, on the, like one last time on the field, especially cause they couldn't go to Tokyo. Yeah. And so, um, I ended up, I got sick at tryout. So I, I only competed for half the tryout, mm. um, which, there's protocols and things like that in, in place to protect us from like that being the reason we don't make the team. Um, so there's a lot of factors and I, I don't know. I just, I, I just, but I didn't make the team and coach Char called me the morning that the list came out before it came out and, and gave me that courtesy, which was really, really cool of her to do. Um, yeah. cause I, coach Char is someone I admire and I, and I really love her. And so, um, for her to take the time to do that. And cause I know it's hard for her. We have a, we've had a pretty good relationship over the last couple of years. And yeah. um, so I, I know that was probably hard for her to do, um, but she did. So I appreciated that as, as a woman, as a coach and player relationship, um, as someone who's been in the program for a long time, um, it just, it meant a lot, even though yeah. it was hard. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I, I didn't make the team. And so I was like, okay, I need to reevaluate. I won't be playing with USA. And, then I, you know, the WPF is launching this summer, which is exciting. And um, so I was just kind of figuring out like, all right, what, what is that going to be for me? Like, would I do that? And just sort of took some time to, to wrestle with what had happened to mourn a little bit, you know, not, not to be dramatic, but like there, I had envisioned it one way. Yeah. And that was with USA this summer, finishing it out, being that veteran, all that stuff. And so I had to mourn that a little bit and mourn yeah. um, 
like that I wouldn't play with Haley McClenney again, you know, just for as an example, yeah. you know, and she's one of the best teammates I've ever had. She's one of the best players in the world. She is so talented. And so like that was one, you know, so I had a good cry that day and <laughs> I yeah. started to think about what, what might I want to do. And, um, and I just kind of was wrestling with it. Like, I don't know if I want to go play somewhere else. I don't know if I want to do that. And after being gone, I mean, so I've, I'll be married three years in April. My poor husband, I've been gone for half of our marriage. <laughs> We're basically still newlyweds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so just being home, I'm like, I'm loving being home. Yeah. And being with my husband and my dog and like getting into this rhythm of life. Like I'm really enjoying it in ways yeah. that it's not that I didn't enjoy it before. I just had so many things in front of me that when of I was course. home, I wasn't just home. Yeah. And so just really seeing the joy and the beauty of what our life will look like one day. And so that was a factor for me. And I work at my church here. I've worked part-time like over the last year, like whenever I was in town during yeah. tour, like come help out. And when you're gone, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and I just love working with the youth group at my church. So I was just starting to see glimpses of like what life after softball looks like. Yeah. And what was cool about it is that it wasn't so scary. Mm. And years, like over the last few years, like I've went, I'm like, I know I'm not going to play forever. Like, I know I'm going to want to move on to something else, but like, what does that even look like? Right. And I started to see what it would look like and it wasn't scary, which I think is really, really cool. Um, and so then I, I, I'll, the real moment though came, I was starting to lean towards retirement. I've been praying about it. I'm like, I just need clarity. Like I don't make any decision on a whim really. (laughs) Right. And, um, And so I'm at this conference with my church staff and they gave us some time to pray at the first session because, you know, if you've ever been to really any conference, not just Christian conferences, but like you're go, 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 go next session, break out this, that, like you're just going. So it's a Christian conference. And um, so this pastor gives us like 10 minutes to just kind of pray, listen to music and just like be still. And so I'm sitting there and I'm praying and... (laughs) I was just really overwhelmed with this this moment of like it's it's time to go all in Aubrey like it's it, you can't be one foot out anymore yeah and I'm like I start crying immediately yeah. <laughs> immediately crying um and I just like so I take a second I take a beat I'm crying I'm like okay I think that means I'm retiring is that what that means <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm like what because again like I mean just to speak freely like I don't I, I wouldn't say it was like a voice of God or anything like that. It was just like a very overwhelming feeling, very familiar to the feeling I had my freshman year of college when I was wondering, do I belong here? And something was like, you're supposed to be here. Yeah. Very yeah. familiar to that. And so I got up out of my seat and I went down where they had this area. You could write down prayers and things like that. And I, I wrote down on a note, on a note card and I took a picture of it cause I didn't want to forget. And I was like, Lord, like I'm all in. And like, I need you to leave me because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and I just said, like, thank you for being so overwhelmingly good to me. Like, I've gotten to live out so many of my loves. Yeah. But I need you to leave me. And I just said, thank you for protecting me. And I like folded up, put it in. I didn't put my name on it or anything. <laughs> yeah. Put it in this jar. Um, and I took communion by myself. But they had some like cups and stuff around. And so I took communion and it just felt really right. And I just knew. I'm like, okay. Next, next chapter. And so yeah. when I, 
um, I came home and I told my husband after the conference and I start crying and I was like, I'm retiring. And he goes, I know. Oh, I'm like, so everyone knew, but you know, he goes, I know you, like, I just know you. It's okay. And I'm like, well, that's sweet. But like, okay, I need to tell you the story. <laughs> so, um, but that's partly, so I, I made my retirement post. Um, and like I said, I took a lot of time with it. I wanted to handle not making the team with grace uh, because I've been really fortunate in this game to have a lot of support from a lot yeah. of people. And I know that some of that is a credit to the way I've handled myself, but some of it is a credit to just people being really good to me. And so I would never want, like I think of Kinsey Hansen, who's who I've known since she was like 12. Okay. Yeah. I think of Kinsey Hansen making the team for the first time. And I think about what I felt in 2016 when I made the team for the first time, calling my mom in tears, like, mom, I made the team, like living out a dream for the first time. And I'm like, I would never, ever want her to feel like she took my spot or she, and that goes for all the catchers, you know, like I've had the pleasure of working with Deja for the last two years. I love Deja. Like I'm so excited that she gets to run with this, you know, and so, and, and Gwen and like just being able to, so it was important to me to handle that with grace because I would never want to like taint someone's experience of making the team. When yeah. I like, I'm on my way out. I've, <laughs> I got, I had six years to like live that out and like have amazing experiences. And like, I can't ask for anything more. So I'm not going to be bitter about this. When yeah, there's people yeah. who are excited about it for the first time. Yeah. Like it just felt so wrong to me to to not handle it with grace. Yeah. And so I and I kind of took that to my retirement too. Like I said, I, I I wanted to say what I needed to say. I've had the journey of a lifetime. Like success just makes you greedy. Like, yes, do I wish we won gold? <laughs> yes, do I wish we three peated when I was in college? Like we could have. We could have done it. But we didn't, you know? And it's it just makes you greedy. But I, ha- yeah. I couldn't ask for anything more out of my career. And I've met, my experience has truly been marked by incredible people and just opportunities opening at the right time um, or ending at the right time sometimes. <laughs> um, so I just took really great care of that and it was important to me. And then um, I made a little video, little montage on my Instagram of just like my career and, yeah. and just shared a little bit of the things that I was going to miss. And I just was struck by that feeling I had where, like, it's time to go all in. And I was like, why Why did it come out that way? You know, like, why? Because I, I don't necessarily do things halfway anyway. Yeah. But I, I was, like, struck by that. I'm like, because I have gone all in with softball and I got every little bit out of it. And yep. so I, I closed it with something like it just advice for the next girl coming up. Um, like, just go all in. Like, you deserve what going all in can give you. Yeah. And yeah. so, I don't know. I just, there was a moment and it was very emotional. And it was an emotional few weeks, but I've never been sad about it. Yeah. Um, which is just a real good sign to me. Um, yeah. It's been really beautiful. I've been really grateful. I'm sure when summer comes and my teammates are getting ready, I'll have some FOMO. But sure. that would have happened whenever I decide to retire. Yeah, that's natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've just been really, really fortunate. And it's been an amazing ride. And 
I just like my purpose doesn't end with softball. And I think that's what I've found a lot of peace in is that yeah, like that part's done and that's okay. But like I have purpose within the game still. Like I'm sure that there's areas where I can serve the game still, but even outside of the game, like I going back to what I said at the beginning, like I just really think purpose matters and God like God used the game to shape me. Like yeah. that's just the coolest, you know? I, I got to I got to get all of my life experience and, you know, learning how to have hard conversations, learning how to rise above adversity, learning like in a game. Yeah. And I got to travel the world because of a game. And I got to live out my dreams because of a game. Like it just doesn't get better than that. So um I'm excited about this next chapter. I'm really loving where I'm at right now. Um, there's always going to be a little bit of me that like misses it or misses something. Um, That'll never change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, just I, it's dumb stuff like wearing number one was on my list of things I'm going to miss. And it's like, it's a jersey. Like right? I could put a, one on a jersey on a t-shirt if I wanted, <laughs> but it won't be the same. Um, but yeah, Aubrey. I just after college, it took me like a few times if I'd like sign my name on a check to like not write my Jersey number, you know, like, and I would be so embarrassed. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. But it I just, know. it I takes time. Yeah. Yeah. I did it on, like after we did, they must've done like a, whatever class was doing autographs after a game in college. And then I went to dinner with my boyfriend, now husband, and I'm writing on the receipt and it's like, number one, crap, no. <laughs> <I'm lame. laughs> yeah. But that's okay. You know, it it's it's a big part of your life. Honestly, I, I'm very struck by the perspective that you have and just this early, like you just announced your retirement, <laughs> like this early knowing how, like just how grateful you are basically. And like understanding all the blessings that you've received this soon, because it's, it's really hard, you know, like, and this is only coming from like the post-college transition for me. Right. But like when you add in all the other things that you accomplish, like it's hard and it's hard, like identity wise too, to figure Mm -hmm. out who you are and you are already so much further along than I ever was like after my career. And I just, I like very much appreciate how much you appreciate it. Thank you. And I know it's, I mean, I don't want to take it for granted because I really like just the, with what I believe and um, how my faith is just like a part of my life and, and became such a part of the way I play the game. Um, it to me is truly just like the kindness of God to, to be here, like to have this perspective. Yeah. Cause like I should be a little bitter about the team or I should <laughs> feel something, you know, and I just didn't, I just didn't. I was like, yeah, it sucks for me right now. I'm going to have a good cry over it and I'm going to mourn when I need to mourn. But I, I, who, who am I to ask for more, you know? So like, let, let's pass the baton and, and let somebody else have a go. So, um, yeah, it was, I've been pleasantly surprised with yeah. how there hasn't like, it's just been gratitude and peace and not an ounce of bitterness. And, and I've been really, really grateful. A lot of people have reached out and said some really nice things. Um, and that just, that means a lot to me because I, I prioritized being a teammate throughout my career. I prioritized building relationships and being there for people, but you know, you never know how deep it goes. 
sometimes, you know, just as you go, different teammates, different ages, different experiences, like, you never know how much it means to other people or, you know, you just don't really know until something like this. And, and I've just been really, the outpouring of love that I've received has been really, really cool. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what you do next. And it sounds like could be in church. It could be born ready sports. It could be church on the dirt, which I know you did mm-hmm. in the past too. Like, and anything else that you discover along the way, you know, like it, I'm just excited to see what you do because if you put in the same effort and approach and just mindset and, and everything that you've done, the way you've done it with softball, with whatever it is you do next, like I know that you're going to do great things. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of just open to whatever right now. I, I work for my church and I love doing it. Um, I'm the, I'm like the director of next gen ministries or whatever with our youth group. I have like a title. It's cool. I'm like, this is a real job. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I just feel, I really, I've got a real heart for the next generation um, with like high schoolers and, and college kids mostly. But um, yeah, I'm kind of just open to whatever this is. I went skiing last week and I, my husband's been waiting for years to go skiing. So I'm like, I can't get hurt. I can't go. <laughs> and I went skiing. I'm like, wow, this is retirement. Holy cow. Go do things. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been good. And I'm excited about what, whatever comes next. I'm kind of open to anything. <laughs> I think that's a good place to be. I really do. Yes. I do. Well, I know. Um, I, I mean, I feel like I say this often cause I just love doing this. Like I love talking yeah. to people like you. Right. But I, mean it a little extra today where it's like, I could keep going on and on talking to you. Like I told you well, in the I beginning. You're you- great at it. I see why you have a, such a great podcast. You're awesome oh, at it. You're thank very you. personable and conversational. It's cool. Thank you. I really appreciate that. But you know, like I said, I felt like even before we actually talked, I was like, is she my soul sister? Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, so anyway, this, is, <laughs> this has been awesome. But I, I'll do just like a quick game that I do with everybody that comes oh. on to wrap up. It's just a fun uh, way to end things. It's called Safer Out. Okay. And basically, I'll just bring something up. And if you like it or you agree with it, you'll call it safe. And then if you don't like it or you don't agree with it, you just call it out. All right. Makes sense? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So first one is, for the catcher, knee savers, safer out. 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 But can I... Can I say something? I wore knee knee savers till high school because my mom was worried about my knees. Um, and then I got new gear and I was like, mom, I, the newspapers have to go. Like, they're not cool. <laughs> and so she let me take them off. But, um, I have so many thoughts on newspapers, but I've also never, I've been very fortunate to not have knee problems and I've caught for 20 years, like 20 plus years. So I don't know if it was the newspapers cause I feel bad being a real newspapers hater in case people need them. I don't know, but I don't know if I, what I credit my knees to, if it's the newspapers till I was 15 or... <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you should put together a playbook for catchers. Like, here's how to save your knees without knee savers, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I had a feeling, though, because it it reminds me, like, I remember playing, oh, my gosh, I had, like, the kneepers or whatever, like, the long knee pads. Yeah. And I would wear two. I had those. Right? I'd wear two, and I wore them, like, until high school, too. And, like, looking back, I'm like, that is embarrassing. (laughs) You know? The game has evolved. It it was what you did back then. Yeah. To be fair, we were wearing shorts, right? Like, it was a different time. Okay, but first one's out. Okay. Uh, Second one is name image likeness, like players getting paid now in college. Safe or out? Safe if handled appropriately. Mm, I think that's key part, right? If handled appropriately. 
important. By if handled appropriately by athletes and universities. Yes. Yes. Many thoughts on that as well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Well, because yeah, it can be, you know, I think authenticity is important, right? And like you're, you feel to me like a very authentic person. And so it's like, as long as people maintain that throughout the process, yep, it could be okay. Maintain authenticity as an athlete. And then these universities need to be equipping student athletes so they don't do dumb things. Like yeah. go bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Um, last one is bat flips. Safer out. Out. I had a feeling. I'm not, I'm not a total hater. It's just so not my style that, like, I would never put somebody on blast for it, but it is so not my style. And if I'm really honest, I've never hit a ball far enough with so much certainty that it would even cross my mind. I'm like, I make contact. All right, Aubrey, hold it. Like, you, you better get on too. Like, <laughs> so I don't know if it's because of that. It's, it's just not really my gig. But I'm not a total hater either. I am the same exact way. Like, literally everything you just said. Yes. <laughs> same exact way. Like, for example, though, like, the home run you hit in the World Series and stuff, like, would you, if it were, like, in today's game, would that ever Again. cross your mind? Never. Yeah. Never would cross my mind. Because yep. – and that, like, that hit, like, I've watched it back, and I'm like, dang, that went really far. <laughs> but I'm like, when I hit it, I'm still like, is that going to go out? Like, I don't know what the difference between 220 and yeah. 219 feels like, you know? So, Well, you're such a teammate, too, that, like, it's like, okay, let's let's get around the bases so I can go see my team. You exactly. Know? Like, I'm, like, I'm just so excited that I just hit a home run that, like, I just want to get back to my friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Makes total sense. Um, I like it. I like the answers. I like the explanations. Thank you for doing this. Seriously. It's been awesome. Like I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. I knew I would, but like it exceeded expectations. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This was fun. Of course. I'm so glad you got to hear the rest of my conversation with Aubrey. It's the first two-part interview of the season that we've had so far, but it's for good reason. You know, there were so many good, just nuggets of wisdom in there that I was excited about. And I'm really excited to see what she does from here. With that, let's transition to the foul tip of the week. This week's foul tip is about riding the wave. And I don't just mean riding the ups and downs of life, although obviously that is important too. When I think about waves and the metaphor of surfing, for example, you know, you get out there, you've learned how and practice on the beach. Now you're waiting for the wave. You're going to paddle to catch it and just Let it take you and successfully bring you to the beach. That's what you're trying to do. But it just makes me think a little bit. Have you ever been really close to reaching a big goal of yours and think about it too much or try too hard where you actually risk ruining it? Like you take on that wave, let's say, but you're so afraid of wiping out that you overthink and you resist that wave. And you put yourself in jeopardy of just crashing and burning anyway. I've been in that position a few times in my life. And honestly, I'm I'm fortunate really to be that close to a goal and to have been in that position more than once. But just generally speaking, I am a big overanalyzer. It's something I've been working on over the years. At times, I've overcome it. And at times, I've overthought it. And I realize that some of it is me resisting the natural flow of things. Sometimes things really are aligning for your success and you just have to let yourself accept them 
without resisting. An example, you know, I recently had the chance to call my first top 10 matchup on TV. UCLA was playing at Washington on Pac-12 Networks. It was the whole deal. You know, I flew up to Seattle. I was working with a really experienced play-by-play partner, interviewing top-tier coaches, and it was some of the best players in the country that we're covering. I'd been working really hard, though, to build up to this point. You know, I do the research, the prep, build relationships. I get the reps in. I study my craft. I play to my strengths. I do all of those things. So calling this game was a wave that I was ready for. And rather than overthink it and resist it and do all these things, I told myself to simply ride the wave. You know, this was a high coming my way. And all it meant was trusting myself. It came my way for a reason. And I know what to do. So just letting myself do it. And I did it. And I felt good about it. You know, it's going with the flow, but in a very specific way. And I think if we just let ourselves ride the highs rather than worry about them, we actually end up reaching more of our goals and maybe even discover more along the way. So that's it. Ride the wave. That's the foul tip of the week. You've been listening to Believe in Softball, part of the Believe Network and presented by Bet Online. The show is available anywhere you get your podcasts, wherever you listen, including Believe.com. And you can watch the videos on YouTube too. Subscribe, rate, and write a review for the show. We always appreciate your support and hearing what you think and what you want to hear more about. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Believe in Softball. That's B-L-E-A-V. And you can always reach out to me on Twitter at JennaBecerra01 and Instagram at JennaBecerra as well. As always, thank you for tuning in and catch you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.